It's Oblivion. January 11th, 2021. Bienvenidos um, to Oblivion. <laughs> and uh, why did you just say? I ain't, I ain't listening to that. Speak English. Um, so um, shoot, I think the more important thing to start with is the thing that has more importance, which is the uh, spike in the COVIDs, um, that other um, deep crisis of democracy, the terrorist act, assault on the Capitol. We'll just have to wait. Um, I agree. I think it's uh, more melodrama overblown. Yeah. But, I mean, I do have some things to say about it. The yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Well, specifically, we'll get to- vaccinations is the most important thing. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, people aren't being vaccinated, uh, obviously, because it's... What a surprise. The, the numbers are through the roof. Uh, let's see. What's the... Um, for the U.S., it's uh, plus 30... Oh, is this even right? Let me refresh that. Yeah. Uh, plus 38% 14-day change in cases. We're getting uh, regularly in the 300,000 range now per day. Uh, Average for the past week, 250,000 cases per day. That was an increase of 38% from the average two weeks earlier. And, uh, you know, deaths, you know, it looks like the Everybody got back from Christmas and did give it to Grandma after all. Uh, of course, yeah, I just, Kentucky's going through the roof. Um, that's occurred since the last time we talked. One week ago, um, you know, last week I was saying, well, everything was all about average, about the same as the U.S. average. It was around 50, 60. Most counties, Bull County had a pretty high amount, which it still has, but every county has gone way up. <clears throat> uh, for instance, Callaway County, the county you're currently in, I guess, if you're in Murray, um, 76 per 100,000. Last week it was 50 per 100,000, tell you something. Um, 83 per 100,000 here in Washington County. Uh, that's up from about the same, about 50 there, too. Now, the the highest by far is 784 for 100,000 in Morgan County, Kentucky. Now, I couldn't, I looked this up, I couldn't find what the reason was, but it's almost certainly the Eastern Kentucky Correctional Complex is in uh, Morgan County, Kentucky, which is West Liberty, is the county seat there. And uh, that must be it. <clears throat> it must have had a big outbreak in that 2,000 person prison. So, uh, yeah, taking care of, uh, maybe we can talk about Assange later, but that's the kind of thing Assange is facing. They want to kill him. They're never going to release his ass, so something's going to get him. Um, So, yeah, uh, what else going on with the COVID? 
Uh, well, you were saying the vaccine thing. Uh, maybe you've been reading up more on that as far as the failures uh, related. Yes, uh, way behind schedule, uh, not nearly enough people getting vaccinated that should have been vaccinated by now. But the uh, other observation I have is the information about uh, vaccinations is redundant. We, we just keep getting this information about these tiers that people are in or like you're next or you'll be next after next like this is pickup basketball or something and you're just when do we play okay we've got not next game but we play the next after the next game all right um but there's still no schedule or timeline and then we still keep hearing these things like well when we get the vaccines then we'll vaccinate you as though we're so stupid that we don't already know all of this like okay right you can't you have to get the vaccine first like they're saying some sort of brilliant thing and we're all supposed to be like wow these people are so smart they really know what they're doing and then and then this the same thing um well you know washington has to send it to frankfurt and then frankfurt will do this and this and it's just like well why aren't all of the super wealthy, super motivated business people, you know, just sending their, you know, entourage into Washington, getting the stuff and hauling it back here. I mean, there's 39,000 people that live in Callaway County. Why doesn't somebody just go drive to Washington, D.C., get 78,000 doses of it and bring it back here? I, I heard it's in the Capitol building basement. Um, so we just need to. Um, we should you know. go storm. <laughs> we want our vaccine. Right. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like the next yeah. people. <laughs> after, you know, like if these people can do it, it's, you know, we're all equal, right? So now every group should be able to do it. Like if we've got to let, you know, all of these other demographics finally have these cabinet positions and positions of power, then I think somebody like me who demands to be vaccinated, I should be able to storm the Capitol. I'm going to yeah. storm the Capitol with a big giant syringe. <laughs> you'll Demand be, be, you'll be, instead of a spear, uh, you'll have a syringe, big giant syringe. Represent, representing science. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, so sticking the, in the, your ass. It's, 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 all, it's all redundant. It's like, and here's how it breaks down. And it's like, but it doesn't matter. And I will continue to say uh, that, especially at this point, doing it on uh, one level to, to the next, on some sort of tier level or ordered uh, administration of the vaccine, is just going to further delay and complicate something that's already rather complicated and has already been delayed. You know, I think once you get the, the healthcare workers and the most vulnerable in the nursing homes, where 40% of the deaths have occurred in the United States, done, after that, it should just be, just go ahead and get everybody vaccinated quickly. 
Like, it, just, it doesn't matter if you're over whatever age it was that the studies showed the vaccine was effective for. And I think it's 18 and over. Is that right? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Just get everyone. Why does it matter? Just to your point. You know, why make it all the more cumbersome and put off someone else getting vaccinated when they could? Like, it just, they, they find one way after another to get in their own way. And the stuff they keep telling us is the same stuff. It's like, yes, we know that you have to have the vaccine before we can get vaccinated. And, you know, we also, um, let's see, what, what's, and then what's the other uh, ridiculous uh, point they keep making uh, over and over again, that there has to be this, you know, order in which we'll get people uh, vaccinated instead of um, that, uh, just getting everybody vaccinated uh, at once. And then, you know, continuing to tell us about how they, they don't have the vaccine yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more there is to say about the ever never ending coronavirus. I mean, that's obvious that what we were talking about, uh, well, just a week ago, we were saying, well, it's got to be going up after this Christmas get together. And of course, the lockdowns were uh, eased. Um, <clears throat> they were eased. Um, before Christmas, so people could spread it in the mall. Right, which, which is, again, is science abandoned. You know, not making these decisions based on science. It was the same thing that happened in the in the spring, right? Like we we did have a, a lockdown. Uh, it was being somewhat effective in at least stabilizing the numbers, but we based our decisions around the holidays and just this robot routine that people can't get out of well, you know here comes memorial day and now it's summertime so i have to just do these things um one of the early spikes in callaway county happened in july because everybody had to do their usual trip to florida this was when florida was spiking um and one thing i'm starting to notice is that it, it's almost like you're seeing if i can describe this visually but you can imagine like spikes going up and down just at all over different parts of, of the country, as opposed to earlier when it seemed like, oh, the hot spot is here, or now it's going to go here. Like, it's definitely now everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I noticed the same thing in regard to Kentucky, and that's why I've, I've always uh, not been a fan of these great, uh, what a great job Andy bashir has been doing, because look how bad Tennessee is, but Kentucky is doing better. when. The whole thing we should be learning is that everything has been a failure, like the nation has failed. And so that means everyone has to uh, share in the, in the blame for the, for the failure. But also just that since the, the pandemic is nowhere near over, these claims are, are baseless. Like you can't, since it's not over, I mean, we don't know for sure that in the end, Kentucky won't have the worst, uh, won't be will be the worst pot in the world for this. There's nothing that says that can't happen. There's nothing special or great, that, you know, like because you're a Kentucky basketball fan, for example, that something bad, you know, can't happen to you. Um, but when I was looking at the national map uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, 
Kentucky had started to be overtaken by that very dark red indicating like the worst it can be. And it doesn't surprise me because the numbers in Callaway County have been off the charts uh, really now for months, Uh, you know, going back, I think, I think to Thanksgiving, but definitely um, December and then into January, I mean, consistently numbers in the, in, in the fifties where it just, you can't keep up with it the way that uh, you used to be able to. It just uh, yeah. numbers getting um, bigger. The latest big number was 66 new cases in one day. All right. Um, latest uh, update: Biden received his second vaccine shot today. So right. The, so the, the assets have been uh, inoculated. Um, perfect. Perfect way of saying it. The assets have been have been inoculated. Well, you you brought up that term when you were talking yeah. about the sports. But, uh, it brought a I smile to my face. I think <laughs> I think that's a uh, I think that's a great uh, way of putting it. Um, so let's uh, so let's see. Uh, yeah, well, let's um, let's maybe we can come back to the coronavirus. It's too depressing. Something well, rather than do that, can I can I throw out uh, one last quick number? Sure. And then and then and then we'll move on. Uh, but just uh, very quickly, the latest uh, stat that I looked at is there's a death every 27 seconds. And so the, I look, you know, just round it up so that's a death every 30 seconds, or that's a death, that's two deaths a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two a minute would be. Um, times 60, that's 120 an hour, right? So I keep, I keep on multiplying. And then, so what I got is at that rate, in three months, there would be 880,000 deaths, right? So uh-huh. three months is what, February, March, April, I'm like getting into the end of April. And so that would... Uh, put things put, put us over the million dollar mark, baby, for the one million dollar death mark by Memorial Day. That was that's Doctor Overby's call, <laughs> and that's the word. And by by those numbers, now one of the reasons I like to throw those numbers out, uh, Dave, is you know I like for you and for the listener to be able to verify this, right? So that I'm not just Yelling and, and you know, <laughs> hammering something out and blaring something. Um, it's the end of the world. But that's the statistic that I saw. First of all, one death any, every 27 seconds. So that's going to average out to two a minute. And then two a minute is 120 uh, an hour. And just go, and go from there. And if you, if you look at that rate, Right, and then you you add that rate to the current uh, what was the latest number, three hundred and seventy four thousand seven hundred and twenty four. Uh, so we're going to be getting to the four hundred thousand mark uh, uh, pretty soon. And if today is what, what's today again? Tell or, or say the eleventh of January. Yes. Yeah. Eleventh of January. One 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 man. <laughs> one 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 two one. Wow, wouldn't that have made uh, ten years ago one 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 one? Yeah, yeah. Um, one is not the loneliest number. Right. 
Yeah, that's got to be the well. The that, title that, for this that's our that, that's our anniversary. Uh, our we were my wife and I were married in um, oh one oh one oh one. That's our. Uh, oh wow! Thing. Okay, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. We, we just celebrated our can you believe it twentieth anniversary. Uh, <clears throat> that's terrific. That really is. Yeah, and that's um. I'm happy. Kind of kind of blows your mind. Um, it does. <clears throat> so yeah, let's uh, let's shift over to uh, the latest. House Democrats introduce article of impeachment against Trump. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, come on, are, are they really going to do this? Uh, okay, uh, you know, I've maybe, you know, I mean, why now? I mean, if he's such a threat to the republic, you know. Now, now's the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. When it's ten days to go, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's just so pathetic. And I was reading a little article yesterday or the day before. It was like, well, maybe they're not going to push it in the Senate. You know, maybe they're going to wait till after the election to actually do it because they've they don't want to get bogged down. Uh, with his agenda or something, you know, push it off well past the, you know. So it's like, why why go through all this grandstanding? Well, of course, the whole point is that that's what it is. It's just a big show where, like, oh, look how democracy has been threatened by this. Um, that's heck- exactly what it is. That is exactly yeah. what, what what it is. It's, a, it's just a spectacle. And all of this stuff. Uh, Spewing from the Democrats is a bunch of crap. It won't be five seconds and the Joe Biden getting inaugurated. And all we're going to hear about is working with Republicans and reaching across the aisle to Republicans. And we're not Democrats. Uh, we're Americans. We're Americans. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I uh, read recently was about how Obama, when Obama took over, he chose not to uh, investigate or charge the prior administration, the Bush-Cheney administration, with domestic eavesdropping, right, with uh, torture, committing war crimes. That was all let go. There was no prosecuting of uh, Wall Street and the investment banks after they robbed the country blind. And, you know, people are talking about what a tyrant that uh, Donald Trump is, but these tyrannical things have already happened. And that's the whole problem. Like when you don't care when it's already happening, then when you have someone like Trump who is eccentric and just so crude in the way that, that he does everything, but, but he's doing the same thing. It's just a style. And he even himself said this and that one of the, his only real criticism of the storming of the Capitol was he thought the people were low class. He said that. Yeah, that was that was his main uh, that was his main critique of it. Like he, he they you know they had to cajole him to say that it was bad that he should denounce it. You know, at first he said we love you and it's great. Like, and of course, would he have said that about the Black Lives Matter people uh, during the summer? when he was building these fences around the 
White House to barricade himself from the torches and pitchforks of the of the masses. Um, but it's just so it's so blatant. But it's it's just a complete lie to say that this is anything new. I mean, domestic eavesdropping, that's that's tyranny. That's not democracy. I mean, that is that's a totalitarian authoritarian uh, government. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't let it uh, do that. And that's what that's what I the KGB and that's what the Stasi did. I mean, that, but uh, right, that's what those other systems, that's what <laughs> communist happens in a communist system, right? That's why uh, you know, China yeah, was China, able yeah. to suppress the virus because right. They're they a bad system. They're the ones that live in a police state, not us. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, it was interesting to think about it for me in terms of, you know, there's that line: some will rob you with a six shooter, and some will rob you with a fountain pen. <laughs> and I just think about the people who are on both sides of the, those doors and windows. When the when the mob was storming the Capitol, right, and certainly in appearance they look different, but is there really any difference between the type of people that they that they are? And I say no, and that's part of the whole uh, fake spectacle of it is is the Democrats uh, pretending that this is some you know, horrible thing where these bad and savory people have done these things uh, to to them and that because they're clean cut and well spoken it was okay for them to blow a hole through the cheek of a nine year old and make her blind in one eye back in 2003 because they thought it would be a great idea to work Across the aisle with Republicans in a bipartisan effort to keep Americans safe from terrorism and go along with the Bush administration and uh, George Bush and, and Joe Cheney and say, yes, let's go uh, start a war in Iraq and, and blow, blow it up and occupy it. And that was OK. And everybody thought it was OK. The media thought it was OK. The Democrats thought it was OK. Joe Biden definitely thought it was OK. And I think about the whole, uh, you know, Donald Trump is horrible because the way he spreads lies and misinformation. And I think about weapons of mass destruction. And how is that not the same thing, right? And it was, it, it, was, it, it was interesting when I saw uh, Mike Preisner, uh, he's a uh, independent journalist. Um, he was a Iraq war vet and, you know, he, uh, whatever they call it, the conscientious objector got status or whatever and left has been an anti-war advocate and, and actually helping people like uh, get out of uh, the military, you know, based on not wanting to kill people. Uh, But anyway, early on 2007, um, they did a, a protest on the, the mall, I guess, or down Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever. There was a route, and they decided spontaneously, last minute, to march towards the Capitol, you know, march to the Capitol building. Well, of course, instantly, you know, there was maybe 300 of them. Instantly, 100 cops 
appear <laughs> and arrest them all. Right. right. They don't right. even make it to the steps of the fucking place. Uh, uh, what happened this time? Now, of course, it was a bigger crowd, but they knew way beforehand that this was going on. Right. right. I mean, it, it was talked about broadly on the Internet openly for a week beforehand. People flew from all around the country for this fucking thing. Uh, you know, right, it, was, right. it was a Trump rally initially. And of course, at the rally, Trump is like, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, saying it's L-E-T-S-T-O, let's go, let's go, L-E-T-S-T-O, let's go, let's go. And, um, but, but nonetheless, I mean, there is, Give me a break. A fucking army ready to be deployed at the Capitol in short notice. And uh, some, for some reason, that just didn't happen till they'd already gone in there. And, you know, uh, you know, it was partially because of, you know, that the cops are just, they're MAGA people and Q people and all that side of things. So, uh, they weren't as quite as hostile as they might be if it was a thousand BLM people um, to start with. Uh, but um, yeah, and of course, then you know them shooting that woman—that was just pathetic. Uh, it was horrible, cowardly. Now, you know, obviously the there was a hostage mentality because sure they were breaking through stuff. Angry, huge mob pushing in through everywhere. Um, I could understand how they were worried or whatever, but you know, when you just a woman is just jumping over a barricade, unarmed, no sense of their arm, then you shoot them. That's just pathetic. That's uh, and of course that cop will never get punished for anything, not even be reprimanded. Uh, that's why yeah, if anything, they're going to talk about the restraint they showed that they didn't just. Um, but you you wonder like well, how come somebody just wasn't there? You you, you have somebody there that's got like a, a machine gun and they you know they fired <laughs> at the ceiling you know a few times and I mean that would have that would have yeah. cooled people off right and then just said you know get the fuck out of here like. You're fucking crazy. Like, if, if you take one more step here, <laughs> we'll just, you know, start killing you. And, um, or, yeah, but just the completely disproportionate response to to the event. And it's just so typical of the incredible uh, bias in, in the country where there are always these groups. It doesn't have anything to do with justice. It has to do with what group you're in and whether you're in the majority, whether you're somebody's favorite uh, or, or, or not. But if you're in a certain group, it's like the cops are always right there, you know, and they're, and they're waiting for you. Like if it's a war protest, they're on high alert. They're, you know, ready for, for trouble. Uh, I, wonder what, the, I wonder what they're going to do with the uh, inauguration. You think it's just going to be uh they're kind of open. I just don't understand. Well, I they, think that the they're going to crack down really um, hard outside of the area. Partially because of the of the pandemic, you know, they'll be able to say we're just going to do this with no people around, and they just don't have anybody within 
a mile of <laughs> Joe Biden be. You think that's what they're going to do? Yeah, I mean they'll be they'll, they'll so, put the they'll put a uh, five hundred thousand cardboard cutouts exactly just like in the stadiums. <laughs> Hopefully they'll have a cat there. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be amusing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but part of part of the spectacle. Say, remember the um, remember the the band the Grateful Dead. Hmm. And the the Grateful Dead Jerry Garcia. Uh huh. And so they had the deadheads, right, that followed them around. And mm-hmm. when the dead were on tour, it, yeah, was big, it was a big time. Well, I mean, the you know, the cops and especially the DEA were notorious for, you know, swarming areas where the deadheads were going to be. Like, mm-hmm. we've got to watch out for these people. And then you have this um, this mob of people gathering, you know, and they're already – uh, you know they're already angry and and they're and they're into violence because they're connected to this you know proud boys movement that's taking it upon themselves to you know call themselves this you know bogus title that they're you know militia men and they're not they're not appointed by uh the 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 governor they're not they're not state appointed they don't have any kind of official title i mean they're just kind of an imaginary self-anointed um uh group and you know they're and they're they're cowards i mean they're they're not men they're boys they're they're, they literally call themselves boys so they knew they were going to be there and they also knew that they were already there with what can only be interpreted as malicious intent i mean if you're going to live in america and call yourself an american and be proud of, of democracy. You can't uh, swarm the Capitol just because you happened to lose. You lost, your candidate lost. That doesn't give you the right to say, well, then it was rigged, it was wrong. Like, obviously, democracy can't function that way every time the, the team or the party that loses says it was a fake election. Like it's definitely ruined and, and destroyed. Like everyone has to acknowledge it's it's kind of like basketball. Like it, basketball games would never work if teams never accepted that they lost a particular game that the other team won. But then it would mean no one else would ever get to win the next game, right? So uh, the whole thing would just completely break down. So it's incredible that you would think you would have just such a sort of blase, who cares attitude that all these people were, were there. And that's another thing that makes the whole way that the, that, that event is represented as a sham, because I just think it was staged. I mean, I think people on the inside knew it was going to happen. I think people on the inside of the gathering knew it was going to happen, that they knew they were going to do that. Oh, yeah. Because well, it's just, organized and well known. Yeah. It's like, it was like they were making a movie. That's what it was like. It was like they were making a movie, <laughs> and they just had, uh, you know, Bruce Willis had, was going to make the film, and it's like, okay, this is, yeah, no one's done this before. Like a bunch of people stormed the Capitol, and 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 they did it. <laughs> well, I, it I, just, one one point I like to bring out is that, yeah, there was a large contingent this time. It was you know all MAGA people, but it was also a particularly large contingent of the QAnon uh, uh, folks uh, 
Right. And of course, you know, the QAnon shaman with the horns, the guy with the horns and the, <laughs> and the spear, you know, uh, but uh, it, it, it's a good test case of, you know, there's all this, been all this worry with QAnon that it's a dangerous, violent cult that, um, you know, could cause real uh, harm with some, somehow. And I mean, look what happened here. They got in right. there. What can you do? You're not going to gain any power just by occupying the fucking capital building, you know? So, the, like, the, this stuff is not a threat to power, you know? Um, and it's le- a lot less coherent than anything that the left can bring up, you know? Uh, like, even the things that Bernie brought up and his primary run that's a serious threat to power, right? Because you're mobilizing people in a populist way for things that help them out, and the system cannot allow that shit. But, I mean, what the fuck do these QAnon people want? They want the all the pedophile uh, um, uh, Hillary and the other pedophile rulers to be sent to Guantanamo Bay and be executed. You know, that's the kind of the general thing. Uh, a, that's not going to happen, and B, I mean, why does that help anybody, you know, kill all the pedophile <laughs> leaders? Um, so, yeah, let's go to the, um, the, we were wrong in our, uh, I guess it was last week where we predicted, you, what did you thought? You, you thought at least one of the Democrats would get Georgia. Um, and I didn't think either one, but uh, by the skin of their teeth, they got both in. So right. here, here we are. The Dems suddenly uh, have all three um, branches of government. Um, and I guess now we can move on from the Trump era and we'll move boldly forwards on our progressive agenda, which will bring us Medicare for all. Um, uh, what else are we going to work on? We're going to to uh, uh, have the first, I don't know, um, falling short on this, but you can already see the, the is it Manchin? Is he a Democrat? Yes. Yeah. Yes, West Virginia. So you can already see, you can already see, yeah, yeah. So you can already see the situation that's going to occur. There will be, They'll have to capitulate to the right wing, you know, uh, of their own the right, party. to the right, yeah, of their own party, which they're just fine with. Oh, but now shoot. what do we do? Like we have to. Yeah, I mean, guy, we got we can just get the we got this mansion guy. <laughs> you know, we'd like to do this stuff, but this mansion guy, he's just so hard, you know. Uh, oh, it's so grim. Man. Well, and I bet that uh, is is it uh, Abigail uh, Spanberger or something who jumped down AOC's throat after the November election because uh, they didn't dominate in the congressional elections enough because they didn't um, because they used like Black Lives Matter and defund the police. Uh, right, right. Rhetoric. That was that was too radical, and and that's why they they weren't going to win the Senate. Of course, what they wound up with is they wound up, you know, uh, winning. They they did get the Senate. They actually did wind up getting the Senate, 
uh, was a black man and I think a, a, a Jewish man, right? Didn't the other uh, guy Jewish? Yeah, dirty Jew. Um, so, you know, and there, you, you keep, just you get beyond just the, uh, the, the, the white male and, and, uh, and of course you have to give credit to Stacey Abrams. I think that the, her 10 year goal of, of, uh, getting Georgia to go, uh, Democrat, um, really paid off. Yeah. I don't know about that, uh, man. But well, it, I, I think maybe through, man, hold on. All right. Hold on. All right. First all of right. all, we got to do a quick correction. Um, uh, earlier when you said that they had all three branches of the government, uh, that's incorrect. They have they have the House, oh, and they yeah, have yeah. The Senate, and they have the White House. But they have, yeah, yeah. So they have the two yeah. brands. They've got the yeah. executive and legislative. Right, now, they yeah, don't yeah. have the judicial. Right. The Supreme Court is definitely now a 6-3 conservative majority. Indeed. Uh, but the, but we before we can even get to that, we have to deal with the fact that uh, the Democrats really have zero excuse at all. And so the issue that I would like to bring up is legalizing marijuana. Like, why can't we now just do this federally? It should definitely happen by now, especially after the five out of five states did it in November, okay. including two conservative, one really conservative in South Dakota. I still can't believe that happened. I think okay, that's well, that's, awesome. I mean, that's, that's more awesome than a place like California doing it, which, right. which is, of course, awesome. But South yeah. Dakota? I mean, come right. on. Like, once South Dakota does it, shouldn't that mean, crying out loud, that we just go ahead and make it federally uh, legal and just tell states, like, look, if you don't want to have it in your state, fine. But, you know, people well, are free no, to, you know, get it wherever they can in, yeah. in the U.S. And well, I, no, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I guess I would compromise for that, but obviously this should be straight up legalized. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, um, countrywide and that you couldn't restrict it anywhere. Yeah. Um, the same should have been with alcohol, but, you know, we had le- had to leave in this local state-by-state thing that they could decide, states could decide on their own. I think it's a, <clears throat> it's a bullshit cop-out. You know? uh, <clears throat> so anyway, the uh, let me go over the uh, why I was attention article from the New York Times where they were, uh, the, here's the headline, legalized marijuana in New York. This could be the year with the state facing a budget crisis, the Democratic supermajority in Albany may pave the way for new taxes and the legalization of recreational pot. Now the, uh, you know, basically in, in the article, there's, it lays out the three things uh, they're looking most likely uh, that raising tax, you know, there's this big $63 billion shortfall over the next four years predicted for New York State. And this has been my argument with you um, of the of the creep of the whole thing on state by state uh, basis is because of money. Um, you know, the these states, neighboring states, South Dakota, close to Colorado, blah, blah, blah. They see these, <clears throat> they see these states getting all this money. They see that uh, the skull, the sky did not fall in these states. Um, uh, uh, crime did not shoot up. You know, uh, the cops were still able to get their plenty of uh, their ill-gotten gains. 
through seizures and this, that, and the other, all the other drugs in the drug war. So there's just no good reason not to legalize. And of course, now in New York, let me see, what was the reason that hasn't happened yet they give here? Oh, it was mostly they say here because it was squabbling over where the money would go, um, um, how the revenue from it would be appropriated. That was much of what's prevented it so far. Um, but, you know, it's now become such a dire situation uh, that they're just pretty much going to have to do it, especially uh, with New Jersey next door. Uh, uh, you know, they just legalized so it. idiotic <laughs> about it. And I don't buy that, man. I think that they just don't want to do it. And so they're always finding a reason not not to do it. And I, I maintain that it's about the power and it's not about the money because the people – wanted the money and, and certainly not about freedom because if Americans believed in freedom, it wouldn't have been long after Colorado and Washington state did it, then the whole country would have done it for that very reason. People are going to sit there and say, well, I don't really like pot, but you know, by golly, if they can smoke pot and go out in Colorado, we should be able to do it here in Indiana, Kentucky, uh, where, wherever. But the thing is, man, like it's, it's very basic. You just copy what another place has done. If you really want to do this, it's already set up. You copy the way the place that's done it has already done it, and then you bring their people in and they set it up for you. This is how to do it. This is how you grow it. This is how to label it, ship it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's and not then the you problem. Can like I, it off like of I was, was going to. It's bullshit. I was kind of going to. This is my point, man, is. The Democrats, we know, are going to do this. Let, let me. Uh, what is their excuse going to be now? Let me let me read let me read it and then then you can comment on it. Uh, many pro- progressive part of the logjam has centered around what to do with the revenue from pot sales. Many progressive lawmakers support steering tax proceeds to low income and minority communities disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. But during negotiations last year, Mr. Cuomo wanted the executive branch to have more control over the revenue. This is still a sticking point that we have not discussed or resolved, uh, said a uh, Democrat. Um, I think governors always want that. So, you know, you've got your neo-Nazi Cuomo uh, authoritarian who wants to say where the money goes. You know? So that's, that is a part of the power thing trick there that he doesn't care but about. This shows he, me that he doesn't he, really he, want he, to legalize it. Why would why would this be of all things what what pops into his head? Uh, well, because he's a maniac. I mean, that's that's why he right. thinks that way. I bet, but you're you're ascribing the whole like legislature um, uh, doesn't want it or whatnot. But it, it doesn't look to be the case. You know, it looks like it, and it even has a quote in here from Cuomo saying that you know. Whatever the deal is, it's definitely, well, here, here, here's another one. Or that disabled car in the right lane watching the other cars fly past us, Mr. Adabu, a, le- a legislator. Oh, he's, who is this? Oh, state senator. Uh, New Jersey is taking our money. You know, I mean, it's, there is money involved here, and that they definitely want it. So um, if they don't legalize it, they're not going to get the tax money. That's all there is to it. 
Um, <clears throat> you know, so, but it's being held up by this shit-ass governor, and you know he's got allies for sure. Um, other neocon asshole right-wing Democrats. But look here, State. just look at it. Here's another way to to look at it, though, and and I think uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't think it, it helps always to just parcel down where the blame goes. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think you and I are on the same page as far as Trump goes, right? That, that yeah. all of these so-called liberals, the only person they ever criticize is Trump. And Trump is to blame for everything. And as soon as you say, but America has been right-wing extremist for at least 20 years, Right. And you point out things like the wars and the war on drugs. They just don't hear it. And yeah. it's no Trump is bad. And they, they think Obama is great. Right. Yeah. But Obama did these things. He killed like 10 times more civilians than Bush did. And mm-hmm. um, right. So one way to apply that to New York state and legalizing pot is if the legislators really just wanted to go ahead and just freaking get legal pot done, they could just say, screw it. Sure. You can say where the money goes at least, you know, 50% or whatever, and just be done with it. Like, why do, why do they have to get so hung up on? Is it so it's really better to go ahead and just continue to have it be done underground and, you know, anybody could get, you know, popped if something goes wrong or, you're still going to have to put people in jail for this than to think, well, instead of this money going here, it's going to go here. That's what I mean is that they just, um, they don't seem that motivated by it. And rather than get bogged down by the details, whether they're in New York state or wherever it may be, the fact is it's still kind of incredible at this point that prohibition is something that people are still clinging to. Yeah, pretty crazy, man. Well, um, so, you, have, you, you kind of get back on the um, oh sure a little, little bit to our COVID talk. Uh, you had mentioned the Chicago teachers were being yeah. uh, forced to go back to work. Uh, is this the secondary school, elementary, secondary? Is that what you're talking? About? It's I think it's for everybody besides uh, the the high school. The high school still isn't going to meet, but they're going to open back up the kindergarten, and I think that the you know the the younger grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just for me it's uh, it reinforces that there just really isn't any difference between Democrats and and Republicans or uh, these so-called liberals and and conservatives because. Isn't I mean, wouldn't you say that it's likely that the people who are running the Chicago school board, like the superintendent, are these people are Democrats? Like Chicago's a pretty solid Democrat town, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lori Lightfoot's the the mayor; she's a Democrat. Yeah, correct. Right. So I can't think of anything more cold-blooded and just selfish and totally mean and saying we're going to throw you out on the street in the 
tell the Chicago winner, <laughs> if you don't get back in the, you have to go back in the classroom. And these right. people are doing what any educated person would do, which is say, well, you know, I'm going to think for myself about whether or not it is actually safe mm-hmm. for right. me to go back in this building. I'm not yeah. going to let you alone just tell me everything, like what's going on, what you've done, is it safe, is this all I should think about, and what I'm going to do. Let's expand. I mean, that. I sure as hell would not uh, go anywhere near a classroom or a campus right now. Well, let's, ex- uh, and let's ex- when you mention campus, let's expand that a little bit. Um, you've been paying attention, I guess, partially to sports as far as colleges, what their plans are. <clears throat> and as far as I can tell, it looks like most colleges are going to go back and kind of do the same thing they did last semester uh, as far as the amount of exposure. Um, the amount of in-class, um, <clears throat> what have you been saying about that? And, I mean, if they're going to do the same thing they did last semester, where now it's like at least double what it was the start of last semester, I mean, what do they think is going to happen? Uh, it was, it'll quadruple is what, uh, <laughs> is what science would say, so what the data would say. Yeah. I mean, it's what's so amazing is... Let's square it, man! Again, it's these decisions are made based on custom, not on science. This is when we're used to doing this. It's this time of year, so we do this, so we have to do this. And it's to me, it, it just says there's a real pathological aversion to introspection and any kind of self-guided exploratory existence in, in life, which to me is totally inhuman like if um like it, it doesn't matter what you learned before if you're not learning now i mean if you if you if you stop learning then it, it doesn't matter that you learned what you did whenever whenever you learn because i mean if why stop yep it's uh Quite amazing. It's a a crazy decision all the more because it's, these are supposedly educational institutions and it just goes to show you that they're totally not run by people whose background is education or science research. Because no one who was um, focused in that direction would make these decisions, like any kind of data-driven decision would say. And what's really maddening, and and I would go back to the Chicago public schools on this, is that now that the vaccine is here, you should definitely be able to wait. That's another thing. If the reality was that we weren't gonna have a vaccine for maybe another two or three years, I would be somewhat understanding of the fact that, like it or not, we kind of have to phase our lives back in somehow. And, um, of course, I would be screaming, as as I did forlornly for most of 2020, about testing, contact tracing, and strategic isolation. Remember when we used to talk about those things? <laughs> yeah. Of course, now, now it's to the point where that's totally useless. Because it's just so out of control. Like you can't, 
You know, like you're getting it from someone you probably gave it to at this point. Um, okay, let, let, let's go over the numbers real quick. Uh, this yeah. on my chart. 375,141, that's an increase of 23,500K, and it's the first time the 20,000 has shown up. Uh, um, that's not good, because... What does it show for the previous week? I mean, are you... It, doing, you like, it was, it's been pretty much 18K for the last three weeks. Um, okay. Uh, 18.4. But now it's twenty three point five. It's going up, baby. But I mean, if if we've got these hot, these more infectious strains um, right. that are are yeah, part of the mix, apparently, that. yeah, are are part of the mix, apparently now uh, to an unknown extent, and I would guess to a large extent, um, and it's making that what's what do they call that level, the infection level, where it's like a there's a word for it, but I can't think of it. There's a number that's like how many cases. The uh, R number? R number, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, apparently this R number is raised by 0.5. Uh, the rate, I think. It's just, the R stands for rate, maybe. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the rate of how many people an infected person is likely to infect. You know, So, if yeah. it's one, then you're going to only infect one. Well, I mean, it's if this is increasing it by another half person per person infected, it's already more than one. Um, you know, it's just going to spread that much more just from that. Um, it's obviously much more in the population, so that's exposing more people. There's more people that have it. That'll expose more people. Um, I think right. it's going to, you know, this could keep going up. We could be seeing 400,000. Uh, a day, you know, in a two or three weeks. So um, maybe I'll put that down as my prediction. We'll say, I'll say, I'll be conservative and say three weeks. Um, four hundred k. Per day, is that what they are about now? There's about 300 per day now. All right. You're talking uh, about infections. Yeah, yeah infections. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that would probably bring it up to 30,000 deaths a day. Say. So, I'll go ahead and say that. Part of the and, um, part of the wagering we have here, our our death wager. Okay. Yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah, I mean, because if you know they're going to do the same old thing with the schools, um, right? Uh, you know, when are they going to lock down again? I mean, shit. They they took the lockdown back off December. Uh, when was it? Thirteenth. Um, in Kentucky. Um, shit. It's way worse than it was then. So, you know, what, what's their plan here? Uh, and, and it's good that we talked about the schools. You know, of course, that's about ready to happen. So I'm sure they're like loath to, um, they're not going to preemptively close all that, right? Uh, right. They're going to be loath to do that. Um, so it'll, of course, get started 
you know, get spread in the schools again. Uh, I want to bring up real quickly, there was a study out of Switzerland that showed that when Switzerland closed schools back in March, it, there was a 56% reduction in transmission rates. And the reason that was given is it wasn't so much that schools were going to be a place where the virus, the, the, uh, the virus would spread. And that's something that uh, the you know American shady um, establishment uh, marketing pitch for bringing students back to school is that we're making the classroom safe, as though everyone can just teleport from their home into the classroom and back. And what the study found was that it because they closed schools, is they reduced mobility. Right. You, what you don't want to have is you don't want to have people moving around. And they're right. I think that that's where the spread ultimately happens. It's not you have to take into account not just the fact that this place or that place could be the place where it spreads, but it's just that people are being mobile. In other words, if the world could make itself not go anywhere for 17 straight days, this thing would end. You realize that? Right. If they could just make themselves do that, if somehow the whole world would get on the same page, it's like, everybody, just don't move. If you're <laughs> home, stay home. If you're in this office, stay there. And, of course, you know, half the world is... If we just listened to Trump, we would have the money to do that, David. But half, that, half the, the, the world is always in motion at once. So, I mean, you could never get everybody just to... Like if you could organize it and convince everybody to say like, okay, on this date, and make sure you've got enough supplies to get you through 17 days, and just don't leave. You know, I'd rather that. I'd rather die than act like China. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I'd rather die than live. Is basically that should be the new license plate of America. Better dead than alive. <laughs> Well, that's I think I'll on that one. Yeah, all right, man. Well, uh, Dave yeah. Miller, <laughs> this is Dr. Dave Overby. Toodaloo. Living podcast. See you next week. <laughs>